What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined to my right by Rachel Mogan. How's it going? And virtually doing a little bit of exercise there, buddy. <laughs> Might as well parts. get something out of this. Uh, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> the sedentary activity that we do every week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's our part of our, our, our ritual. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, that's true. Just add it in there. It's pre-show things. Zach's got to do a few, a few curls. Get Ladies. <laughs> Work out them guns. Tickets to the gun show right here each and every week. The Zachary Park leaderboard gun show. But in case you didn't know, Team Chat Podcast is a video game podcast where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. You want to get in contact with us? You can do that by sending us an email at teamchatpodcast.gmail.com, following us on Twitter, liking us on Facebook, and subscribing to our YouTube and iTunes channels. If you want to support the show, you can do that as well by going to Team Chat patreon.com slash team chat podcast whereas for as little as a dollar a month you can support the show and in return we will give you the episode early before its general tuesday release and our latest perk access to the patreon only discord server that we've set up where you can meet your fellow and interact with us as well as the fellow patrons of the show where we will talk about show topics share funny memes and figure out, you know, just whatever else we want to talk about. Just whatever. And super big thank you to Linz and Raven, Riven, Riven, I can't say it, Riven <laughs> Rise Against, our two newest Patreon supporters. So thanks so much. And again, welcome to the server. Boom. Oh, thank you. So today is also special because we thought we would take advantage of that and pitch it to our patrons about what we should talk about today. So today's topic is fully 100% Patreon submitted. Boom. Let's see if we can say Patreon a few more times in this episode. <laughs> yeah. But we do have an update on the weekly song contest in that nobody guessed it. So <laughs> the, the hint was given to us last week by Brandon Weaver, and it was, This Galactic Traveler was once voiced by Lawrence Fishburne. Okay, any last second guesses on All this? All right, I guess Star Fox. I guessed Mass Effect. I'm going to guess... I will give you another hint. Okay, what's the other hint? It's an old game. Okay. Uh, ooh, uh, that little pew, pew, pew game from the arcades. What Galaga? No. Damn it. Uh, <laughs> any guesses, Zach? I don't want to say Okay, no. another hint. Refine it a little bit more. It's on the NES. Uh, the pew, pew, pew one where it's like the guys coming down. Space Invaders. No. Damn it. <laughs> I don't know. The NES? That's my, yeah. that's, I have no idea. And it's not Star Fox. No. Lawrence Fishburne almost voiced a character on the NES? Is that what it or said? Or did. Oh, he did. He did. That's according to his hint. Huh. It was once, this character was once voiced by Lawrence Fishburne. So it might not be... This particular entry into the series uh, that Lawrence Fishburne did it, but one of the games. I don't know. I give up. Okay, it is Silver Surfer on the NES. Level one was the song title. Damn it! It was a very obscure. <laughs> I never one. would have guessed that in my entire yeah. life. And Brandon said it, and then like every single comment on the YouTube when I went to go look at, listen to the song was game is absolutely terrible, but the soundtrack is fantastic. <laughs> so it was, it's a winner in the music department, not Boom. gameplay department. All right, right, well, moving on then, we do have another song hint coming at you at the end of this episode from Bro Mogan, so stick around for that. All right, so on to today's topic. It's actually kind of a a two, possibly three-parter. If we have the time. If If we we have have the the time. time. So the first topic that we're going to talk about today was submitted to us by one of our latest patrons, NQN Linz who said, who wanted us to talk a little bit about gaming communities. So I'm going to pop up her message real quick so we can get a refresher on this and I can know exactly what she wants to talk about. She says, whoops, I'm in the wrong thread. Got to learn this Discord. This new Come on, Grandpa, get it together. I don't know how to use Grandpa this technology. <laughs> All right. She says, 
I don't think we saw any topics on gaming communities, both within specific games and general online communities for gaming. So what are our uh, general thoughts and opinions on gaming communities? I guess we can say, what's the worst we talk, we've interacted with? What's the best we've interacted with? And uh, just like, how do they help a game in general getting more, either building the player base or bringing the player base down? I suppose we can go at it from that angle. We can. So first of all, uh, which communities would you all say you're actually in? Because there are plenty of games that I play, but I'm mm-hmm. not like in the community. Right. So do you, uh, I assume that for Zach, you might be in the Halo community to a certain extent. If, are there yes, any others? If, if there was one community I was actually, I, I'm actually in, it would be the Halo community. And I'm going to talk, we don't have to, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but uh, I, upon hearing this question, I did want to talk about how the communities, and I've touched on this on another episode, how communities from when I was growing up were, in my opinion, and this could be due to a bunch of different factors, were a lot better than they are now for me. And like one community that I considered that I belonged to early on in the my gaming life or whatever was Xbox Live. And I treated that like its own community because it was, to me, a very small one. And I guess, you know, it got bigger, obviously, and it started out smaller. But that was a gaming community, like online gaming. I really thought online gaming for a long time was its own separate community. And it still, it degree is, it's just been sectioned off, you know, to a lot more different areas and uh so yeah i guess you could say i'm part of the halo community but what i used to be was much more into competitive halo and i've spoken about that before and montage making so i used to make montages and i still do about through um with halo and the halo montage community was definitely one that i was part of and i used to post on this forum where people would put new montages talk about old montages um you know, review your montages. So I'd put mine on there and have discussions about montages. So montages are, are still something that I really actually enjoy. Not just Halo ones, but any kind of montage. And that is definitely a community that I was probably the, the deepest in. But yeah, I, I don't find myself being drawn towards a gaming community that seems to me to be not niche and i know that sounds yeah. like pretentious or something <laughs> we would expect nothing like, less from zach <laughs> but well, i would not i don't wouldn't want to belong i don't know it's like it's complicated and i don't know that much about it so i should preface everything i don't know that much about like hardcore gaming communities online well you stayed very specifically into the halo and the, you yeah. know a community centered around halo and stemming from xbox live but i mean it's had great benefits which speaking of montages real quick shout out you can watch one of his most recent montages uh, on the team chat podcast youtube channel so scurry right. on over there with your little mouse and keyboard <laughs> and find that one out uh, but but still, you know, you still have experience with that same community and you understand like how people generally act towards one another or how they interact with each other. So like you found a very helpful community in building your montages where you were able yeah. to kind of like help craft and define that skill set that you were trying to build out. Yes. Um, but honestly, I feel like nowadays, more often than not, gaming community, gaming communities get a bad rap like you hear more about the negative of them than you the good. really do especially like for the non-gaming community really the only media they're ever going to see about online gaming communities is almost exclusively going to be negative right it's yeah. going to be a story of like epic bullying online or it's going to be about trolling it's going to be about sexism in gaming racism in gaming it's going to be bad right i've never seen like a very highly publicized article that was like gaming it's the best and everybody who does it is awesome 
awesome A plus. Like that's not right. that's not something that's really prevalent in the public eye, even if for, for example, with niche communities and even for some of the bigger communities, they might actually be very supportive places. It's just that that type of publicity never makes it to the greater outside world. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I, I would agree with that too. And it's feel like you do have to kind of be more than just the casual observer to a game or even the casual player of a game to be considered inside it. Like I follow a couple games. I follow, I would say I'm the, I'm a, part of the community of a couple different games, predominantly only Overwatch and For Honor, um, which is interesting because they are slightly different, like pretty much polar opposites in how the majority of the community interact with each other. Which one is worse? For (laughs) Honor, for sure. Really? It is? I actually would have assumed it was Overwatch. No. Well, okay, I will say this. Personal interactions in Overwatch have been worse, I feel like, than the ones in For Honor, but... I've played Overwatch longer. For oh, Honor's only okay. been out for a few months. Overwatch's been out for almost a year and a half now. Um, but so, for example, I follow. I'm a, I subscribe to the subreddits for For Honor and Overwatch both. So I see a lot of the posts, read a lot of the posts. Obviously, with For Honor, which is still a game that is being heavily well in Overwatch too, both are being updated. Characters are being nerfed and buffed left and right. People have their complaints with how a certain character plays or without or how a certain character doesn't. So I will say Overwatch, if they don't like something, somebody will post on there and normally be like, Hey, this this is weird that this happens. Roadhog sucks now or something like that, which yeah. I don't necessarily agree with. I think Roadhog is still an excellent hero. I You're still have just great wrong. success. You're just not right about it. I will still majority wrong, most of the time I play I play with Roadhog. I will still get really good stats on it, several, you know, like gold medals or whatever or several multi kills with his ults with my ult when I use him. So I, I still do fine with Roadhog. I don't see the issue with Roadhog. I mean, people find anything to bitch about. Well, yeah. I, I do think that they definitely did hit him a lot harder than I think they should yeah, have. Yeah, beginning of the game, he was but, fantastic. That's why yeah. I liked him so much. But I still like his character and his capability. It's still so, so rewarding to hook somebody But I see your off. point about it is that by the community kind of being really vocal about something that may or may not have actually been a problem, it thereby created a result in the game because to yep. Blizzard's credit, they listen to right. their community base, which is an amazing thing. But sometimes consumers are really stupid. Yeah. In fact, a lot of the time, the you know, your consumer is frequently wrong about a lot of stuff. In fact, most of the stuff. So I do think that there's a certain risk and reward to a game creator mm-hmm. really taking a lot of what the community says seriously because yeah. they could very honestly be exaggerating. They could be pissed off Genjis because they're tired of getting killed by Winston. And it's just sometimes there are certain See, I get complaints. called by Symmetra, killed by Symmetra more as Genji. <laughs> sometimes there else. are certain complaints that just aren't really that valid, but because yeah. they have such a loud voice now through the advent of online gaming communities, they're given more credence than they actually deserve. Right. So it's a, it's a tricky balance because some of the feedback is very much legitimate and some of it just really really is not and yeah. it's got to be difficult for everyone to figure out and piece through what actually does need attention desperately and what doesn't and how are they going to tweak it to uh, basically make their customer base happy so with for honor the big thing about that one that i was noticed that i noticed is so they roll out two new heroes with each season so right now season three just started and they released the highlander and gladiator heroes which i really like both of them season two they released the centurion and the Shinobi. 
which is like a ninja class. We all know what shinobi are. Okay. Don't pet I'm, I'm just, just clarifying. I'm just kidding. Just clarifying for the for the people who may not <laughs> for, be so for the familiar ninjas. with the For Honor <laughs> and what it entails. Uh, and so, anyway, Centurion rolled out. People instantly were like, "He's OP." Over, you know, he really? he has which. I, I will give slight credence to that there is he does suffer from that. He can get if he hits you with the right combo, you're just done hmm. because he has some moves that will sap your stamina. So you can't really attack back and he can just stun you and keep hitting, just keep hitting. And he never runs out of stamina. So he can be like, but he has to get you in the specific thing. You know, he has to start the combo in the right way. You have to fall into the combo, be it hit right before it can really go into the lock. So my thing is, yes, it's annoying, but it's also dodgeable. You can get away from it. People would post onto the subreddit of like, okay, so the Centurion's tracking is ridiculous. Like you would roll around a cart and he would follow you doing this attack and be able to still hit you and all that. So there were tweaks that needed to happen and things that need to be taken care of. And Ubisoft has been doing a decent job of trying to fix those. But still, it was surpri- it's surprising how much just like – and maybe it's just me and the kind of player I am. I face a Centurion and I'm like, okay, I'm going to face this guy. I'm not going to let it happen to me. You know, the him do that. I'm going to fight him. I'm going to – roll out of the way. I'm going to be able to counter what he's going to try to do to me because I know that's what he's going to try to do to me because every Centurion player tries to do that to me. So I don't know. It's not something I necessarily get mad about, but that's just me personally too as as not being able to fight this or seeing this as an unbeatable character because if you try it a different way and you know try out different attacks, different messages, like I can handle i feel like i can handle centurions now they're not that big of a deal and i think it was just because everybody had gotten used to the characters that were out there already they knew how to block all the attacks and defenses of everybody else out of the game but then they threw in this new character and it messed things up but people got so salty about it and so far the the reaction to the highlander and gladiator has been okay but you know it's it's just interesting so it's like so in comparison the two games of what i was saying like how they both deal with like these hero based game models is Overwatch is very much like, oh, this is kind of weird. You know, like, Jeff, fix it. Jeff Kaplan, you know, the game designer for it. <laughs> Jeff, fix it. And normally they get some kind of response or some kind of in-game patch that does affect things. And everybody's like, good on you. The most feedback I hear now is that people are still mad about Roadhog. But uh, but For Honor is very much like, so it's broken. Fuck Ubisoft. Damn. Really? <laughs> oh, Dang. yeah. It's, it's harsh on, the, on that subreddit. Ubisoft's such uh, an but, easy target. But then, but then now it's, it's fate. What was you going to say? I just say I just think that's a slippery like that's a careful line that we have to draw about how much community can really impact a developer. And Mogan, you basically yeah. I, I'm not yeah. not to totally repeat what you just said, but if there's bugs, if there's hey this character feels overpowered, I don't think uh, commu- I mean that's those are smaller issues I think, and I think a yeah. game developer can look into that. But at the same time, sometimes I'd like to see a reaction from a game developer. You're like, well, uh, figure out a way to beat it if it's overpowered. You know, well, like that's, that's what I mean. That's your character. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of what I what I mean is just like, why not instead of complaining and wanting them to fix it because it's too hard for you to play right now, why don't you try to figure out a way to, to get, get around it? You know, like that, that seems like yeah. to me that's just how you face a game and a challenge in a game. Like Jeff's next update is going to be like, dear Overwatch players, maybe you're just bad. Yeah, <laughs> get good scrubs. Like, I don't, get I don't good think scrubs. That's, that's like know, it, I don't know it's because. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It's like if you let a couple adjustments come in from the community, you have to sort of let a lot more in. Like it's, you got to be careful about going down that route because a community can easily, and this is even in real life too, communities can totally persuade companies or persuade yeah. these game developers into doing things. And and like with Mass Effect, I don't know the full story here, but with the ending of Mass Effect, people were like, we didn't like that ending. 
right? People at the end of Mass Effect 3, people right, they did were not upset. like the ending. And didn't, and didn't they change it? No. Did they change the ending for Mass Effect 3? I don't think no, so. Sorry, but I'm pretty sure that I it was that Mass Effect it just came out and they were just like, oh, we don't like that. And everybody and their Mass Effect is kinda like, sorry, that's how we felt the story should go. <laughs> it's like too bad. I, mean, I would uh, be interested to see if they did actually change it though, because uh, I didn't play the Mass Effect series. That's one that I always missed out on. But that sounds like something that could happen. And actually okay. whether or not- uh, to a certain extent, it did in a different game. Uh, I know that you none of you have played the Bravely Default series. But in Bravely Second, when it first came out in Japan, there was a big to-do because uh, there are certain side quests that will always have you choose a side in like a given uh, argument. Mm -hmm. So it'll be like, hey, do you want to side with the desert people who need more water for their oasis? Or do you want to side with the energy company who needs to use solar power to build their blah, blah, blah? And you would have to pick a side and that's who you would fight with. And you couldn't change your decision later. And there was this one particular side quest where no matter which side side you picked really the ending was always going to be incredibly bad okay and the community was like why why did you make it like this and like there was a surprisingly big uproar about it and to everybody's great surprise they did actually patch it they fixed it to where they made uh, a different ending possible for one of the uh, characters that you could side with and they just flat out fixed it so it's not even like they uh kept on the original style that you could do they just scrapped that side quest and pretty much built up different parts for each side so that's a rare example of a jrpg really listening to its community base and changing something very real in the game well i don't remember the exact specifics of it either but wasn't that kind of the case with that with i think the 13th mission of final fantasy 15 oh yeah there was a lot to happen with that one too that one for some reason was just exponentially harder than the yeah, rest of the game was. Yeah. And so Square Enix sent out a patch for that later that, that solved that because a lot of people were like, what the hell? Yeah. This is super hard and we're not prepared. <laughs> we're not prepared. And they were like, okay, okay, we're right. That, that part of it was exponentially harder than that. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so it, it is interesting how gaming communities can impact and influence the game post-release, which I th- is a, it's interesting because it, all of us grew up, especially like in 64, NES, SNES, all those times, it's like game came out for that. That was just the game. Like yeah. you had to kind of deal with it. Your community so a, was when you went to school and talked to your friends about it. Right, and then one yeah. of those friends who had probably already beaten that part would tell you, like, "Oh, here's how you do it." And you're like, "Oh, cool." But now, because of the online, it is interesting that we're in this new phase where the gamer base at large can influence what happens with yeah. the game and change with the game. Because back I know, in my day, these weren't <laughs> options. <laughs> Deal with it, little kids who are not playing. <laughs> Deal with it, little kids. Yeah, that that's life is how great I, and you can just go on the I internet think. and complain. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think these games should cater to gaming communities as much as they do. Yeah, they did, to a certain I just extent, I agree. They did, they did change. They extended the endings in Mass Effect. They released a patch to extend it to um, let, you know, uh, make their fans happy. And, oh. that's, Interesting. And, and, and so it's like, man, you should be. That's the game. That's what we made. That's the story. And I always have said this, like with Destiny, it's like, Games should go out and be like, here's a story that we want to tell, and then tell that story. Not right. tell 75% of it, hey, where do you guys want to see the story go, and then listen to everybody and do that. Like, that's not, no one's going to be challenged. Well, and that's, that speaking of Destiny, which is where I was going to go with this next, is, is Destiny 2 is a big example where people are like, okay, so the Bungie has had time to hear from the, the 
you know the online communities and the and everyone else and fans of, the, of Destiny One and detractors of Destiny One. So people are very interested interested to see what is going to be really different with Destiny Two. And we already know that there are going to be huge tweaks to the to the loot system and the grinding system, where it's not going to be as difficult to get harder to get higher powered gear and weapons and things like that. So it is interesting to see how much a brand new game is going to be tailored to fit the wants and desires rather than just like a patch. So that honestly is one of the big reasons why I'm fairly interested in playing Destiny 2 because I want to see how much it's influenced and impacted from uh, feedback that they received from Destiny 1. And in a lot of yeah. ways, I actually think that that um, delivery of changes in a game is preferable to me. Not to make changes to the original source material, for example, Mass Effect 3. It would be yeah. to make changes to its direct sequel. Right. So I, it seems cleaner. I yeah, it seems cleaner. That's, it just seems yeah. like if you're constantly yeah. having to go back to your original game and oh, make all of these changes, oh, oh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> we messed up. <laughs> so Don't it just us, seems, it, it does it. It seems like a very messy approach to building a game because in right. theory you already did. So why are you having to go having to go back and make these many changes? And when it's things like bugs and just tiny little things yeah. that do always need to be, yeah, you know, every right. game is going to have bugs. You always have to patch those. Right. Or you know, a player finds a super cheat and it's like destroying the whole game. You always have to patch that kind of stuff. But right. if you're making direct changes to the story, like Zach said with Mass Effect, that's yeah. the kind of stuff where I, I, I personally draw the line there. It's yeah. like, no, yeah. you shouldn't be doing that. Right, I agree. And in game, and other games like what we've talked about with Overwatch and For Honor, like at a game where it, the little things like how fast a gun can reload or how much damage, like the 2% more damage in a specific instance, like those little tweaks do make a big difference. Yeah. And so it is hard to get that right right out the gate so i don't have any problem with people nerfing yeah. and updating and buffing and all that stuff to the to to games like that either it just makes it just is interesting in how and where we sit today how much like like i said yeah. we all said before how much a gaming community can actually impact the game's development cycle yeah. um so another let's another side let's touch on this is what has been one of the more interesting interactions you've had Either while playing a game or just like interacting online with a specific gaming community. Well, I think that the most uh, interactive experiences I have are either going to be, be through Splatoon or mm -hmm. through Overwatch. Because those are really probably two of the only online gaming communities that I am very actively in. If you're not including The Legend of Zelda. Right. Because like I'm very much in that community, but it's not like I'm on forums every day posting about stuff. It's more like... Or voice chatting yeah, while you're playing. Yeah, it's more like yeah. I just go online and I'm like, what did people draw about The Legend of Zelda today? I want to see everybody. <laughs> these pretty pictures it's like looking at your refrigerator door and it's plastered with all these pretty drawings and you're like what a pleasant time yeah. <laughs> no so uh they're two very different experiences so with splatoon I actually think that one of the things that the game has always done, even even when it was on the Wii U, that a lot of other games should be borrowing from, is the plaza system. So you know how you have your plaza in Splatoon and like everybody's oh, yeah, Miiverse yeah, yeah. posts are there? That, they basically built memes right into the game. They tailor-made a platform to people to express their creativity, be hilarious, occasionally be inappropriate and not really the kind of thing want an open forum to write yeah. a message. Yeah, it's you're, gonna get you're dirty always going to run that risk. But to Splatoon's credit, the majority of what makes it to the public eye for the gamers themselves is usually hysterical stuff. Yep. Like a lot of the things that came out at the very beginning of Splatoon 2 were just gold. You know that meme of the guy that kind of like 
does the startled blink. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was one of those where it was like, them, the EU Meverse posts are so much better than the American ones. And then it was his face in perfect pixel detail. And it was like me. And then that. his face. <laughs> and I was like, that's hilarious. Like, all of the things with Splatfest, especially, it really kind of creates a unique community sense where, especially with Splatfest, actually, where everyone isn't necessarily on their own separate teams per se it's just everybody picks a side right and even if you like the other side you've picked your side and that kind of creates this interesting discourse where everybody's like ragging on each other but in a very playful way right so i think it, it it's really a an interesting tailor-made approach to community that in the case of nintendo you really don't have a lot of other options no. so even though that they are lacking in this um especially in voice chat and that kind of online community, they've managed to fill that void with something very unique and very engaging and fun. So that's something that I think is to their credit, really. One time I was on there walking around in the, in the little plaza of Splatoon 2 and I saw somebody, because another subreddit I follow is prequel memes, which is just memes based on the Star Wars first one, episodes 1, 2, and 3. Hilarious. But you hilarious. To, you, <laughs> hilarious, but you have to know those movies for them to be funny. <laughs> and so one time I was walking through there and... Uh, one of the uh, one of the other inklings had in there. What's it called? The little board, the little thing where you see the drawings. Oh, your Meverse posts. Meverse posts, and it was this one where uh, in episode three, ch- at the time Chancellor Palpatine. I won't go too into the story. You guys <laughs> this, is talking to Anakin, and he's just like, "Have you ever heard the story of Darth Plagueis the Wise?" And it's this huge thing that people go nuts over on on prequel memes. And somebody had drawn Palpatine going, "Have you ever heard the story of <laughs> Darth Plagueis the Wise?" And I lost my shit. It was so funny. <laughs> See, that's the kind of stuff that I live for. It's right. ridiculous me-verse post that, that's like, nobody gets that except for about 0.01% of all online people. Right. But for that percentage, it's hilarious. Well, and for you, Zach, with, uh, hey, with yeah, Halo. Yeah. With, you know, because you, Halo especially... Yeah. Well, Halo Combat Evolved is one of the first games that had like multiplayer, which, you know, online multiplayer, which could then lead to having these interactions. And you, yeah. as far as I know, have played from then till now on, on yeah. Halo. So you've yeah. spent a lot of time in this one community. What are the, like some yeah. things that you've interacted with on there that where you're like, man, I get this only because I know like the little things that come out that become yeah. part of the community just because you're a part of the game and, and really deep into it. Yeah, well, with Halo 2, and again, coming back to the competitive nature, the com- competitive gaming becoming huge with Halo and, and Halo 2, and actually following the various teams. I mean, that's, you know, I was pretty hardcore into Major League Gaming, MLG. Now it's like, I don't, what are these, is it still called MLG? Or I what think is so. like Parts of it are. are they, I mean, because each, each one now has like its own. It's a, like Overwatch now has a league. Uh, yeah. CSGO yeah, like has a league. Yeah, it's own league. league. Yeah, you know, MLG um, used to Call be Duty what I thought one. was. Yeah, I, th- I, you know, whatever. But I, I, so I was, I was really into MLG and uh, having debates and also watching the events was something that I did with my friends in real life. Like we go to my computer and we'd watch like a professional Halo event and we would talk yeah. about it and we would talk about Ogre One and Ogre Two and Walshy and oh, Cyan's getting kicked off team uh, off Final Boss, which was like the scandal. biggest. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was scandal, and like it was like the biggest uh, Halo Two team, the best, and uh, or maybe he got kicked off during Halo Three days. But anyways, he got like, kicked off, and they they replaced him. But he went to another team, and it's just like following any other sport, except that, like I said earlier in the episode, it felt very niche, and I kind of like that. I was like, oh, this is something that only a few people really appreciate, and it felt special to 
I don't know. I think it just feels special for anybody who appreciates something that isn't as mainstream. Right. It's nice. And you have a community that you really believe, and it was true, of that really cared about it. Because it wasn't so easily accessible, it means they really had to dig for it. To, to add, you know, you got to put in some effort to get into MLG. You got to really want to do it. It's not every Sunday, Monday night on ESPN. Then that's something you know anyone get into. But if you want to get into competitive Halo, or obviously it's gotten a lot easier. But this is back in Halo Two, and I remember I used to hop online, and we would all have these huge debates about who was the best Halo team. Even though Final Boss would always win, we'd be like, oh well, you know, Carbine, you know, Pistola, and all these other players, they're actually better, and they're just not on the right. They don't have the right support <laughs> the right players. Composition. Yeah, they don't have the right offensive line. It's the same thing, you know. Yeah. And so <laughs> having those moments and and um, what it's and and I keep using the analogy to sports, but it's true. Watching a professional um, Halo tournament, and I watched the 2017 one uh, like three months ago with my Xbox Live friends. We all went on Twitch and we were on Xbox Live and we watched the 2017 one. Nice. And Was that for Evo? I don't know. I forget What's how that? long time goes. I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it just comes in a blur. <laughs> it um, and it's changed obviously a lot. You know, and League of Legends and, and Dota are so far beyond Halo. You know, right. those are really competitive and really the prize values there are so much more. But Halo is still the one we all care about. And what's nice about it is you can watch them play and you can be like, oh, like, because I'm so involved in the game myself, I can appreciate A, what they're doing and B, like, oh, I could. It's almost like when you watch a professional sport that you play, you're like, oh, he, he missed a, a, he made an air ball. That's like me. You know, you have this <laughs> yeah. weird, can you have like a weird connection with the players? Like, I'm doing the same thing they're doing. They're just a little better, which makes it obviously fun, but somehow inspires you to keep playing. And, and Halo, you know, with that whole community, it was, um, it's really something that I learned a lot about people from too. And that was like a good way. And maybe I had a very specific, I feel like I'm going on a tangent here, but maybe I had a very specific experience with Xbox Live and with Halo in general, because I don't meet a lot of people that played Xbox Live and would be like, yeah, I actually made friends on there. Like I have like a plethora of actual friends, you know, very, very good friends. And so maybe I got lucky in the sense that I just met the right people. But online gaming was more than just like a fun thing to do. It was a community, like a very real community for me. So, and Halo was like the column for that community for me. And there's a lot of things that only we got out of it. And like I said, montages was one of them and competitive was the other one. But um, even just like I'd sit around, we'd sit around all night and just talk. And we wouldn't even play the game. We just used Halo as a way to talk. That yeah. was another interesting thing. We'd sit around all night and talk about ourselves, our lives, and like girlfriends, our boy, you know, girlfriends, boyfriends, and drama in our school. And like that's <laughs> who I talked to. It was weird. It's and like people are like, that's so weird. I'm like, yeah. Is it? Is it? You sit around. To, you sit around the, the TV watching football games and talk to your friends. Then so you know, it's just yeah. a different. It's just the outside of the norm of what people are normally used it to is. doing and it I, in. And these people, you know, like the specific people I mentioned is is cheat devil and. Uh, Elithical, and that's their Xbox Live names, but it's you know Grant, Spencer, and James. And I met these people. I go to the, we see each other like once a year, probably. Spencer's you know? been on the show twice now. Spencer's been on the show, and I met him in middle school on Rainbow Six, and then Halo. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's it's I I think my story is a little bit unique and a good testament to what a good online community can actually reward you with. Right. You know, 
but it's not for everybody. Nowadays, I don't know how you do it nowadays. I really don't. Now, actually, I have a couple of thoughts on that because I do feel like with online gaming becoming so much more voluminous, you know, there's just so much more out there. I feel like one of the best ways to whittle it down to your actual community that you belong in are through platforms like Discord. Yeah. Like, I know that this isn't like a Patreon push, actually. So uh, with, with Discord, I feel like one of the reasons that I actually got so into Splatoon is because I met somebody on Twitter, of all places, during a Splatfest, because we were both tweeting about it. Right. She sent me the invite to a specific Discord for Splatoon, and that's where we got voice chat. That's where you could go online and just text with your friends all the time about the game. And I agree. Like, I've definitely made some really good friends through that platform. And it's rare, but I feel like that gives you the ability to really narrow down your search. Because now, instead of just shouting into the void of all Splatoon players all over the world, I have this little small corner that I call my own. And that's like me and where I go to play with other people online. And of course, you can just join up with just them or you could go online and play with everybody. And it is a really interesting way to uh, basically cancel out all the noise. Yeah. Because there is a lot of noise in online gaming communities right which which i'm glad that we've you know we've touched on a little bit but we've kept this discussion about it more on the positive side of of the gaming communities because yeah even with the four you know for all i said about how for honor people can be really salty i have a couple times like when i I was playing with the new highlander hero and i was able to successfully beat a centurion character really really well and easily and i was i actually was like very impressed with myself i was like oh this is fun and so i posted the video of the of the gameplay against that centurion to the for honor subreddit and people on there were like hey man good fight that was awesome you know like good use of this it's annoying when people do you know respond in this way or you know so good on you for how you're able to handle it and it is a very for all the people who are going to complain at ubisoft for all the people who are going to complain at blizzard there are still people who are like this is a really fun game i really enjoy playing this game and i want to help other people get better at it many times playing for honor 2 i'll have faced somebody who was a you know in the dueling where it's just one-on-one and man if that person like is is really good and i'm playing with my high rep my highest rep character and they're playing with their and you can just tell it's really good back and forth i've messaged a couple people i'm like hey man good fight like and some got and the same has happened to me and we've then become uh playstation friends on there and all that same with overwatch like I, I i think i've told the story before on here where i was playing overwatch and a guy was just randomly on voice chat i was too for whatever reason that day because normally i don't and we just were talking about it, and he's talking about how it was during the anniversary event and he was saying for overwatch and he was saying how he just bought the game he went out bought a game and bought like 150 dollar gift card or whatever he's using it solely on loot boxes because he was wow. trying to get skins and he was so excited to get into it and he spent it all and he didn't get the skins he wanted but he was, oh. so he was bummed about that but still he was having uh, he was like yeah man I'm just a college student I'm just playing you know I don't have much going yeah. on right now my job plays fairly well so I can do it and I did it and I'm really yeah. enjoying it and I was like yeah man we, I have too it's fun him. playing with you and we again exchange PlayStation friends so and then too, with friends of mine back from back home in Oklahoma, who I don't see that much anymore, I've played Destiny with them a couple times, or Star Wars Battlefront, and it's been fun that just like these are the guys that I went to like film class with, and it's fun to reconnect on there and like chat while playing a fun game together. So yeah. it's, it's pretty fun. I will say though, at least from the negative standpoint, maybe it doesn't happen to other people as much, but especially with Overwatch, when I'm actually bothering to use like my headphones to be in chat, usually only in competitive mode, uh, a lot of the times I will choose to be silent because I don't want people to know I'm a female player. Because, for example, all other five guys are online and they're using you know really vulgar and offensive language, and I'm like, I don't want them to know that I'm that I'm a woman because it's not going to go well for me. 
because what if Which I'm is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And it really does suck because sometimes you'll get somebody that's really hilarious and, and you actually yeah. are like having a good time. But a lot of the time I get screamers, people who like just love to scream into their mic. I get screamers all the time and I'm like, mute you, this blows. Or I'll get people that are uh, 12. I get a lot of 12 oh, year olds. Story about this oh when you're my done. gosh. Yeah. So a lot of kids that are like trying to be super cool and edgy and they're like, Oh man, fuck you and fuck you. And it's like, kid, we're all, no one thinks you're cool. <laughs> it's like, give it a rest and do your homework. <laughs> and then I get people that are just, you know, blatantly trying to be, uh, they're trying to trigger people, right? You know, people that are actually actively trying to make their own teammates mad. And it's like, why, why are you doing this? So I do definitely have a good amount of negative interactions, but obviously you can turn those off. Right. You so can you can mute somebody, you can leave a game, you can do whatever you need to do to like get that person off of your radar. But it does always suck when you're in a competitive game, for example. You can't just up and leave. You don't want your own rank to go down. Right. So you just kind of have to stick it out until the screamer finally shuts up because I guess they're tired of screaming. It's like, God, this blows. My biggest pet peeve is the people who play music in the background. Yes. Oh, my God. Or the people whose yeah. mom is doing dishes in the background. And it's like, bro, tell me. Get a, get a better microphone get that better cancels mic- out your noise. But so, I, so it's the same with but, but the kid, people who are 12. I was playing some Overwatch yesterday. And I got on is like the first game I was playing. It wasn't even competitive. It was just free free play. And this kid gets on. Sounded like he was eight. Oh, he's a baby. Little, little kid. <laughs> and he's like, "Hey, hello, everyone." <laughs> you know, just like talking like that. And he's just like, and he was playing as Hanzo. Of course and, he was. <laughs> and he was, but he was actually like high level. So I don't know if it was actually this kid or he's just like voice playing voice on the voice chat while somebody else is playing for him. But I think it was actually him. And he was decent but he kept being like widow hey widow widow can you hear me widow crouch and stand up if you can hear me widow widow come on and just going on and I was like oh my god and then he was fine and then he was fine for that game the next game another kid who was like eight came on and this kid was on and so you know how Overwatch does the thing where you're playing and sometimes when you're waiting for players you'll choose your hero and then it'll send you back to the hero selection once it finds all the people so that happened, and he's like, ha, I stole the widow from the guy who was widow earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and this is on team chat, so our team can hear him. And he's, cool just like, he's like, ha, I stole it. And, and, the other kid was like, and the other kid was like, what? And he's like, I stole the widow from the guy who was widow before. Now I'm widow. And he's like, why'd you do that? And he's like, because I wanted to be widow. And I was like, oh, my God. See, that's hysterical. Like, that's so that's funny. funny. But then one of the other teammates chose to be May, and they're like, May, you're a devil. Don't be May. Don't be May. Don't be May. 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 Can you hear us? Can you hear us? May. 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 Switch. We'll stop doing it if you switch. Switch. May. And I was like, oh my. Oh my God. God almighty. It is pretty uh, hilarious. So I finished up that game. I almost joined out. I was like, help. I'm stuck in a lobby with eight year olds and I can't get out. Uh, oh. It was a rough. It was rough. But it was, it was pretty funny. That, that's pretty funny. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's uh, we pretty well covered that topic. So let's move on then to the moment with Mogan. All right. We got plenty of stuff coming out that's going to be pretty. Well, some of it's good. Some of it's ultra boo. You'll find out why in just a minute. <laughs> oh, I know <laughs> you know why. I think everybody knows why. So we've got The Escapist 2 coming out PS4, Xbox One, and PC August 22nd. We also have Chroma Gun, PS4 exclusive right now, August 22. 
Guardians of the Galaxy, the Telltale series, episode three. So this is one of those rare examples of episodic games that's coming out for an unusual amount of old and new consoles, PS4, PS3, Xbox One, Xbox 360, and iOS, August 22nd. We have Mages of Mistralia, PS4, August 22 as well. And then we have Uncharted, The Lost Legacy, for PS4, August 22nd. Zach, you're so lucky you don't have a PS4. <laughs> I'm so you're lucky. You're so lucky. Actually, you're, not, you're missing Uncharted. out on a lot of Boo. great exclusives. Sticking fuck with that Uncharted. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have uh, White Day, a labyrinth named school. Uh, coming out for PS4 and PC, August 22nd. That one sounds fun, That's if only for the title. interesting title. Yeah, so a lot is coming out on August 22nd. So everybody needs to be uh, keeping their radars up and looking out for the fun stuff and then we've got a bunch of other things coming out at the end of the month that we will talk about next time there we go all right well we were going to go into another topic that was also on the patreon but we decided that since the gaming community's discussion went a little long that we're gonna we'll go ahead and save that one for another time um but anything else we want to just quickly chat about so have you been playing any more life is strange Yes, I finished episode three. Oh, I'm behind. I, Are you? you well, because I've been I, trying to. I've been trying to finish up Pyre, dude. So episode three ends with quite the twist. Ooh. You're gonna be excited, Zach. I know you downloaded the first episode. Did, Did you, you play, play it? it? I think I, I. think I'm almost done with the first episode. What do you think so far? I like it. I actually have a lot to say about it uh, that we probably won't be able to cover all right now. But I want to say I like it a lot. I do. I think it's a very good game from what i've experienced so far i, I do like agree it. with what it is a good game <laughs> i like it i got like a gun over here <laughs> it is a good game <laughs> i do when mogan talked about the music for the game being and it kind of made your eyes roll i agree with that and i also like just and i think jared you might have mentioned it too it's just like the dot some of the dialogue and a lot of the characters are very sort of archetypal and cliche yeah it's like, a, some uh, of it's a little, a little cliche bit. It's a little much, and it's like, I, you know, and it's because maybe I've actually been around these sorts of people, like these photographers and these artists, and like everyone's like the next great artist, and it's, right. and it's annoying to be around that in real life. <laughs> considering that, that Now this you game know how like, we feel around you, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> He's so annoying. What's You're so saying? annoying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I totally get it. I totally get why a game like this could be kind of annoying. But what I do like about it is, obviously, the mechanics of the time trial is, or time travel is much more thought out than I thought it'd be. I thought when I was talking, like you can, you know, you've already explained how it works. I thought it'd be much more. Hey, use time travel right now, and you can fix everything. You can use it whenever you want and yeah. do yeah. Oh, a gazillion different things, and it can happen at any time that you really like you know i dropped something in the in uh what's her name chloe and with the is that her name with the blue hair yeah i dropped something in a room and i rewound time so it didn't break and i was like oh you know i don't know if that meant anything but i was happy i didn't want to break anything so it was was just weird like little things like that but um i really like the art style of it i really like actually being though that some of the characters are kind of annoying but maybe like in a good way like i'm not saying like that's a that big of a hindrance on the game it just makes me roll my eyes i like the environment a lot being up in where is it like are they not Oregon. portland they're in, yeah they're meant to be in like in around the pacific northwest basically yeah. they're meant to be There's, outside of that, portland that, and that atmosphere is just wonderful yeah like just the the trees and the mountains and the school, like it does feel, it's such a good environment for 
what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So I really, that's my favorite part, just walking through campus and you can really take a look at everybody. I really in, enjoyed that. And, you know, I, I don't, Dis- I, I actually kind of like the main character enough, which is something that I didn't think would happen, but I, she's growing on me yeah. too. And I feel like she actually does get better. Like um, Max herself, yeah. you know, I think I like her more now that we're in episode three. So I think that she does really grow on Hopefully you. she gets stronger. That's yeah. my hope. Or not like, just like meant like she's, she's very, she seems very insecure and it's hard to like play a character that seems so like, unsure of yeah. herself. Right. So, Actually, that's something like, that's that I, I found myself getting really frustrated with was like, yeah, Max like, it's fine. Yeah, I have an it's opinion. Like, God! <laughs> but but, yeah, but yeah, you like, do always have to remember yeah. like you were also a teenager once and you yeah. were probably the same way. You're just glorifying no. yeah. your own past image. We know you were homeschooled. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we know. <laughs> My secret. Making these, making the choices and stuff is, I mean, I love that stuff. I really do like the different interactions. So nice. yeah, I, I like it. I like and isn't it, it interesting, since you said you like the art style, isn't it interesting, like the juxtaposition between the art style and the more mature storyline? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah that, I actually, I, that's one of my favorite I, things I, I actually, like about it, it too. works. Uh, anyway, so yeah. if you're liking it, it episode works. one, really episodes two and three are just better. So I, I do. Episode I, two is really. I good. hope that you continue with the game because Jared and I are yeah. both loving it so far. Yeah, like I said, I'm trying. Like I said, I'm trying to finish up Pyre uh, because I think I'm in like the last ten percent of the game that I have shop, to go through. Shop, buddy. Well, I got distracted by Life is Strange. I got sucked into two <laughs> different really great worlds all at the same time. It's hard to balance the time. I can't rewind time and just go back and play. We one can't first. all be Max. No. So I have to take the. T- you know, I have to come at it at, with the time I have. With the time. So, but uh, but yeah, so I'm going to be finishing up higher and then fit, trying to get through the rest of Life is Strange too because I do really want another conclusion to that story. All right. Well, before we go, ladies and gents, we do have the hint for this All week's right, song looking. contest. I want to be able to guess. Okay. The hint comes to us this week from Andrew Mogan, bro Mogan. And the hint is dig deep. That's it. Simple. Two words. Dig deep. Well, in case you didn't know, this song contest goes live Wednesday, 9 a.m. The day after this episode goes live, we will put a post out on Facebook and Twitter. First person to correctly guess the game that this music hint and song is from will be able to send us a song and hint for a future episode. So eyes peeled for those posts on the Facebook and Twitter. And for future reference for anyone that's already on the Discord server, if you win one of the song contests and you want to submit your song, you can also just uh, DM it to either Jared or I. So if you don't want to bother with email, you can just send it to us on Discord. Right. Um, But yeah, I think that's it for this week. So the hint again, one more time, is dig deep. All right. Well, I think that concludes this episode of Team Chat Podcast. Until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jared Wilson. Join to my right. Rachel Mogan. Sayonara. And through the computer, Zachary Parks. Adios. We'll see you all next time. Stick around for the song. Mm-hmm.